Pod save the Queen! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen. We are on coronavirus lockdown. I don't know what number day it is because all of the days feel a little bit the same. I'm your host, Anne Gripper. I am joined on the line by Daily Mirror Royal Editor Russell Myers, also working from home as we get through all of this strange and uncertain times. Russell, lovely to talk to you again. And you, hello. So, um, we were intending this week to do something sort of coronavirus free if we could and we are still doing that so there will be an episode all about the royal family's relationship with ireland and also william and kate's recent visit there obviously which is going to be great so i'm excited to for you to hear that but obviously yesterday huge news when prince charles heir to the throne tested positive for coronavirus russell what is what is the latest tell talk us through yesterday what do we know how's it unfolding and how is the prince of wales well, yeah, let's start with that then. Um, yeah, he, we've been told he's recuperating well. He hasn't been bedridden or anything, but he was feeling under the weather uh, probably last the weekend just gone. So, um, you know, I mean, this was a major, major point in uh, the coronavirus sort of drama that's going on. And um, just as we were thinking that the royals hadn't been up to much or that we hadn't heard much from them, um, up popped this news at about 10 pile, probably about... At uh, half past ten on Wednesday morning, that uh, certainly the Prince of Prince of Wales had tested positive for coronavirus, and I think probably he's the biggest name in the world to, to get it right now. So it's an inescapable fact that, of course, now we're talking about it. So there had been talk earlier in the week that Prince Albert of Monaco had had tested positive as the, I think the first royal possibly um, to be pos- to be tested and confirmed positive, and we talked we talked about this a lot last week about how you know coronavirus is inescapable everybody is everybody's people at the end of the day and and the royal family are not immune to illness no well well, well, exactly this like nobody is immune um it is completely uh without discrimination and um it seems as though you know there was a lot of fears to be honest when prince uh albert monaco tested positive this meeting was at in uh london at a water aid charity event um and you know looking at the pictures uh prince of wales and prince albert monaco were sitting opposite each other pretty much and about five days later, um, Prince Albert and Monaco tested positive for the virus. Now, Charles was feeling well up until that point. Uh, we understand he left. He well, he, he carried out a Prince's Trust meeting with a, a load of celebrities in London on the 11th. Then on the 12th, he did an investiture at... Um, at Buckingham Palace, and that is the last time he saw the Queen as well. So that was on Thursday the 12th. He had a face-to-face meeting in the morning with the Queen. Then with Camilla, uh, they went up to the Gloucestershire estate of Highgrove. So that was Friday the 13th. So that's two weeks ago. This is two weeks ago, right? So the incubation period, according to the World Health Organization, is anything from two days to 14 days. Now, we are told that Charles didn't start feeling mild symptoms until the weekend just gone. So around the Saturday, sort of Sunday, 
Sunday they were due to go up to Burke Hall anyway. They went up to Burke Hall in Scotland, which is a bit shaky, to be honest, because obviously the government in our country, many countries around the globe, has said if you are suffering symptoms, you are not to go anywhere. You are to stay put. You are to try and self-isolate um, to try and you know, reduce this huge surge of infection that is ongoing throughout the globe. Now, Clarence House, for what it's worth, has said that his symptoms were so mild it didn't cause any uh, you know, cause for concern. Um, but it was of such cause for concern on the Monday that he was tested for coronavirus. The results came back on Tuesday and then, of course, the announcement was made yesterday. Now, I'm sure that the doctors that, or medics that saw him uh, to test him for the virus were frantically working out whether this was sort of the onset of the virus or whether it had um, he'd, he'd picked it up uh, uh, later, which would have put the Queen in um, in a very precarious position had she, had she have got it, one would, one would assume. And I think it is interesting, the whole, um, you know, them choosing to go to Scotland, even if Prince Charles was already feeling unwell. Cause, you know, certainly the government advice that has been confirmed, I can't remember exactly in the time frame, possibly on Monday, actually telling people, you know, don't go to your don't go to your second home if you have don't go one. Don't country of, retreats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That. There's a lot of a lot of people understandably wanting to get out of the cities where people are more densely it's more densely populated people's homes are potentially smaller and if you have you know if you've got a, a mobile home by the beach it would be it would be nice to go stay in your caravan um is probably what a lot of people have been thinking but people have been specifically told you know stay in your main in your main home because that is likely to be where there is the infrastructure best set up to to look after you and there's enough strain on the infrastructure already so as you said slightly questionable then going up to scotland and then the other thing that has caused a little bit of um questioning among some people because obviously there's there's a huge demand at the moment for coronavirus tests and who actually gets tested for it is such a hot potato and you know people saying that why aren't why aren't doctors and nurses and care care workers getting tested sort of really routinely but prince charles does get tested yeah of course and i think that is a valid point uh, certainly that we were told that they met the criteria i mean let's, let's deal with this issue first because i think this is you know quite a big issue that have people have rightly questioned as to why there are tens of thousands of frontline health workers uh, in the country who can't access tests and are still going to work they are you know working very very dangerous and precarious environments that still haven't been tested now the fact that he went up to scotland uh, we were told that the that they met the criteria that was the exact language that was used now on the nhs scotland website it actually says that most people will only have a test if they present severe symptoms and are in hospital now obviously there are certain anomalies the only thing i can say that clarence house said is they met the criteria they were assessed because of their age and then obviously taking into account that um the the the, the guidelines state if you are over 70 and you have underlying health conditions then you will probably be tested for the virus now obviously uh, Clarence House and Buckingham Palace haven't got into the the whys and wherefores of um, 
of underlying health conditions of Charles Camilla or any members of the royal family. But I think reading between the lines, um, you know, it, they, they, there may be, um, you know, a consideration that was taken into effect. And certainly for what it's worth, the uh, chief medical officer of Scotland has spoken uh, out on this uh, very point and saying that um, she, you know, she, 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 she did imply that these conditions were met. So, well, the good news, obviously, is that he is not feeling too terrible with it, certainly at the moment, and we hope that he has a speedy recovery. Do we know what, well, what do we know about what he is doing now and Camilla and the, I guess the, even just the set up generally for royal households, you know, is if he is now self-isolating, he is a person who would normally probably be helped to get dressed by someone or, you know, does someone is someone putting the toothpaste on his toothbrush for him normally and probably quite often have being served dinner by people you would imagine um are they just doing like a, a dead drop at his bedroom door so that nobody's touching anything and then picking it up in hazmat suits afterwards yeah very i mean maybe not the hazmat suits I mean, <laughs> up, at, up at burke hall they've got about six staff um so i mean it's a it's obviously on the balmoral estate but a, you know, still a very beautiful grand uh residence but um it's 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 obviously smaller than Highgrove. They have a small amount of staff there now. When these test results came back, uh, Charles went into strict self isolation straight away. So he's staying in sort of one wing of the house. I imagine Camilla is at another. She has been tested for um, coronavirus as well. Again, she's over seventy. She's seventy two years old. There may have been underlying health conditions that were considered. That's why she had it. Certainly, she's in pro- close proximity to Charles as well, who had the tested positive. But um, the staff who are there are now isolating on the on the estate as well. So uh, they will be living there as as long as Charles and Camilla are there as well. In terms of how he is, I mean, they've said, Clarence, I spoke to someone at Clarence Health today who's saying, yeah, he's been very, very upbeat. His symptoms were mild. He wasn't uh, bedridden. He wasn't necessarily distressed about um, coming down with the virus. And the doctors have worked it out from his symptoms to say that the, they, they believe, they're very confident that the fact um, his earliest point of infection or where he was infectious was March the 13th. Now, I'm sure this was a few calculations. There was a, you know, probably a, a bit of worry whilst they were making these calculations because obviously he had met the Queen on the 12th. Um, however, he's he's okay. He's sitting at his desk today. He's uh, writing to charities. He's been writing to sort of the farmers and the stakeholders of the Duchy of Cornwall who are obviously um, out out of work like a, like a lot of other people in the country. So. As far as we're concerned, he's doing all right, um, and he'll be he'll be in self isolation for for fourteen days whilst he uh, makes a full recovery. Do we know about any particular measures that are being taken? With, at Windsor as well, where the Queen and Prince Philip are there. We had two bits of breaking news in in last week's show. We had the news that Prince Philip had been helicoptered over to spend the isolation, essentially the quarantine period with the Queen at Windsor. And then also that statement from the Queen, which was her sort of first official message around this that was released to on social media and, and to the press. Um, so do we, do we know how the Windsor household is dealing with it all? 
Certainly, that's that's a reduced staff as well. Um, it's only the Queen and uh, Duke of Edinburgh there. They, they aren't self-isolating, but are isolating, which means that they aren't necessarily going outside. They're really restricting their, uh, their, their social interactions, social distancing at all times, if possible. Like you said, that the royals have uh, come into close quarters with their staff. People have helped them in all manner of things throughout the day, serving dinner, putting them to bed, I imagine. But um, they are going to stay there well beyond the Easter period, it would seem. And so the uh, both the um, Duke of Edinburgh and the Queen would go over there up until Easter. But because of you know we're on lockdown, that doesn't show any signs of slowing down. And certainly that the you know the EU um, Contagious Diseases Association are saying that this is probably not going to be dealt with before the end of the summer. So I would imagine that we won't see. Uh, the Queen, who's obviously 94 next month, and, and uh, Prince Philip at, at 98. They, they, I, I can't see them moving anytime soon, to be honest. Garden parties obviously already postponed and cancelled, I think. You know, the, the various flower shows that we would often see the royals turning up at. They're, they've got, you know, the, the, the summer calendar is, you know talk about what's going to happen to Wimbledon and all of the things that we normally look forward to in the summer are kind of gone and to be honest at the moment all of us would just we don't need we don't need any of that we just need people to get through happy happy and healthy and then to yeah. be allowed out of our houses and that will be pure joy I think well you're right look look I mean life is is very very different over the last couple of weeks uh, for an awful lot of people and things like you know the European football championships Wimbledon the Olympics we're looking forward to an amazing festival of sport across the summer there was hopefully it would be a better weather than we had last year it wasn't that great was it but um I think life is not going to get back to normal for quite a while and you're you're Bringing that back to the royal family, you're seeing how they are actually sort of uh, working it out themselves. You've got the Queen at Windsor. Obviously, Charles is now in Scotland. Um, William, Kate and the kids are at Anne Hall in Norfolk. And there are obviously things being put in place because what if Charles was ill? I mean, imagine the sort of headaches it would cause um, from a constitutional point, if the Queen was ill as well, and how many people would have to be alerted for that. One of the points that was made to me yesterday, which is also quite interesting, and, and probably the most clear cut out of everything, is the reason why they were tested, and the reason why that took place at Burke Hall rather than in the hospital, is because the very fact remains, that so let's say he suddenly developed really serious symptoms, well, the amount that he would travel with, you've got the you know personal protection officers, you've got the staff, um, whether Camilla would go with to the hospital with him as well. Obviously, the security aspects of that, they'd need to ring ahead. He would have a private room, depending how seriously uh, ill he was, how busy the hospital was, where would he be taken? So there was all these factors uh, pulled into play. Now, it, while it might, might score a political point to say, well, it's ludicrous that, he would have a test in front of thousands of NHS workers who are helping, for, uh, you know, waiting for them. I think we maybe need to sort of see it for see it for what it is. And if the heir to the throne was potentially seriously ill and had infected the Queen, then obviously there's a lot of um, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered straight away. We saw a picture of the Queen yesterday at work um, on the on the phone, very old fashioned telephone actually, uh, having a chat with the Prime Minister. 
Well, again, this you know, this is a historic photo. I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen it by now, but the very fact that the Queen is speaking to Boris Johnson, she's you know, kept this uh, tradition throughout her whole reign. Um, each Prime Minister had a weekly address with her, normally face-to-face. Now, this one uh, on the phone and, and photographed in, an, in a, sort of the, uh, a major crisis point for the world um, will go down in history. And not only that, it was a way that the palace was able to say, look, the Queen is healthy, she's keeping calm, carrying on. And it was just PR gold for the palace where everyone was potentially going to get a bit worried. Maybe a bit more, more would be made out of the uh, the March 12th meeting between the Queen and Charles. Well, this just put it all to bed and um, and everyone can see that she, you know, she's, she's well and keeping calm and carrying on as usual. And certainly it sounds likely that she will speak to the nation in some form at some stage. That kind of has been building since we were talking about it a week ago. Yes, definitely. I think the, I think the country are probably crying out for it. And even if people don't think they are, you just have to look at the um, amount of people who watched Boris Johnson's televised address. Now, in the UK, as has been taking place with world leaders throughout the, the world, um, there's an, uh, normally a press conference every day. Boris Johnson's been doing them at sort of five o'clock. Um, Trump tends to do them sort of mid-morning, early afternoon. However, um, nearly half the country watched that address on Monday, and that's why the rules are being enforced and people are taking them very, very seriously now. And I think when the Queen does speak at such a moment of national importance, you know, this crisis is still ongoing, it's going to go on for quite a while, I think this, the country will indeed stop and, um, and listen to that address. However, the the palaces are quite tentative about it, really. They, they certainly don't want to overshadow anything that the government wants to say. Obviously, there's major issues at play here. There's about to be the, the surge um, of, of patients coming into the NHS. There's major messages that they need to get across about people staying at home, not necessarily washing your hands, but basically keeping inside your house so you don't spread the, the infection even more. So I think it's considered that the uh, any uh, viewpoint that or message that the Queen was going to relay may have overshadowed what, what the government are doing at the moment. And the when the time is right, undoubtedly, we will hear from her. I'm going to make a prediction. Normally she does a Christmas message. So I think we might get an Easter message, particularly because um, her faith is so important to her and because it is a time when she normally does you know very particular things there's the Monday Thursday service that she normally takes part in and the the family is normally gathered together and it is a time when normally people would be gathered together to me that feels like it could be a natural thing if you wanted something that was kind of warm and friendly and reassuring rather than it needing to be a real sort of oh you know that kind of like historic momentous moment which boris johnson kind of did on on monday that's my prediction what do you reckon i think you, no i think you're totally right i think that would be an ideal time to do it i think when's easter around sort of uh the it's the 12th of april isn't it so you've got this week then you've got two weeks the surge is possibly coming into play then i think the government will and we indeed will know how serious this crisis is and um 
I think maybe the, the country at, at that point in time may need a lift. Now, it obviously des- d- depends on how serious it is. If it's gone, um, you know, to sort of cataclysmic levels, then they may decide not to do it. But I think that would be a, that's a decent outside bet for, for now, definitely. Um, also, so you mentioned Boris Johnson's statement on uh, on Monday night, which was watched by 27.1 million people in the UK. Um, so that's across the sort of the broadcast channels. There were obviously a lot more people watching on social media as well, on you know Facebook live broadcasts and that kind of thing, including on our various Facebook pages at the Mirror. But I'm going to share how many people. So in the top UK television watching moments specifically on tv boris johnson comes in at number eight so at nine and ten are the 2012 summer olympics closing ceremony and opening ceremony but boris johnson comes in just behind the wedding of princess anne and mark phillips in 1973 i was astonished there wasn't a lot going on at the telly in the 1970s i imagine so there was well was it itv wasn't even around and there's certainly no cable so you probably only had a couple of channels. How many? Well, how many was that then? 30? So num- twenty-seven point six. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the rest of this list as well. Everyone loves a list. Wedding of Prince Charles to Lady Diana Spencer yeah. in 1981, 28.4 million. Decent. 1970 FA Cup final replay, 28.49. Gosh. A- Apollo 13 splashdown, 28.6. A documentary big. about the royal family in 1969, two-parter, uh, 30.69, which that must have been extraordinary as well. I'm, I'm thinking that like, we probably need to dig I mean, into what went on in there. The population watching, the, uh, watching a documentary. Yeah, we should unearth that from the vaults. Well, presumably it would have been one of the first real insights TV what footage into 1969. Is this is this isn't the uh, the one that um, Philip commissioned? Is it? Oh, let me let me look. Um, so at number two, the funeral of Diana, Princess of Wales, yeah, at thirty-two point one yeah. million. And I know number and one. You do know number one. What's number one, World, Russell? World Cup final sixty-six. Correct. Correct. Thirty-two point three. Uh, so I love live... the pub quiz. So you know. You do... <laughs> Oh, the royal family was commissioned by Elizabeth II to celebrate the investiture of her eldest son, Charles, as Prince Charles, of Wales. Yeah. So yeah. we might might do a little bit of digging into that back catalogue and see if we can find some of the people, if they're still around, to That'd have a great, chat yeah. with them. So live, live development of future broad podcast ideas. And we do have some exciting things coming up, actually. But one thing that I will mention just now is one that we would like your help with. Obviously, next week is the 1st of April. Uh, it's not going to be quite the major leading the headlines thing that it might have been um, earlier in the year before coronavirus hit. But Harry and Meghan will be beginning their new lives no no longer senior members of the royal family or no longer working members uh, we would be interested to hear your thoughts about it i'm going to put a few different questions up on the instagram stories so you can reply to those and um, we'll read some of our favorites out or otherwise if you want to send us a little voice note on whatsapp the phone number that you can send it to is plus four four seven seven six nine 
247-470. Sorry, it's not more catchy. I have to look it up each time. But it, uh, we would love to hear your thoughts on the kind of the highlights of Harry and Meghan's time, short time as senior working royals together and your hopes for them and their future life. Um, we have seen the royal family a little bit this week doing coronavirus related work if you like we had William and Kate visiting some NHS workers last week Russell uh, the video that's going around now again of, of William sort of having that uh, chat with with people at a reception of joking about being coronavirus super spreaders doesn't look quite so doesn't look quite so clever now after his dad's tested positive no I mean well it doesn't look so clever in the whole current climate it looks absolutely foolhardy hasn't it and it's aged very very badly um I mean I'm kind of surprised about William doing that I mean he's listen he's in a situation where he's trying to find some common ground with the... He was speaking to some emergency workers in Ireland and uh, and he probably was just trying to make a bit light of a, of a situation that was developing at the time and, and, and obviously he wasn't necessarily to know how bad it would get. Uh, however, it does look quite clumsy uh, and considering... Yeah, his father's diagnosis, and 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 how, however many people are quite seriously ill with it, it's um it's particularly awful. However, um they are sort of busy in the background. Really, there is the people that I've spoken to at Kensington Palace are, you know, they're caught between a rock and a hard place at the moment because on the one hand they are sort of the fit and healthy members of the family and the ones that can get out on the front line and do their bit to be supporting uh, NHS workers. Now, they did that at this 111 centre, which is a sort of a secondary emergency line for less serious um, cases in the UK that you can phone and get advice, and then you might be transferred to a hospital. And there are, it's, it's manned by frontline workers who are obviously working flat out because so many people are calling them about, about coronavirus. Um, now, since then, we've been put on pretty much a full lockdown. And I think that they are very, very conscious of, of not interfering with that and not being seen to, you know, for want of a breaching those requests from the government that certainly the government have put everyone on lockdown. You're only allowed out uh, once a day for an hour from your, um, from your house unless you're a key worker. So, where, again, when the time is right, I mean, this is something that is being repeated by all the households at the moment. When the time is right, we will uh, make a move. Um, but I think I just I just feel a bit sorry for them at the moment because they've obviously got to, to, to look after the kids, look after their own family and, um, and, and they're treading a very fine line. But uh, I, I do think we will see more of William and Kate in uh, potentially in a couple of weeks after after hopefully we've seen the uh, the surge come and go. I have to say, I was quite surprised to see them actually go to a place last week when, you know, sending a Skype message or that kind of thing. I know it's not the same. And we're all dealing with the fact that having these communications via virtual means is not the same as sitting in the same room as someone and sharing a smile and having that interaction. But it's safer. And that is why we're doing it so you know even last week i was a little bit surprised to see them out and about but i still think there is so much that that the royal family can be doing and i have to say uh sophie wessex and props to lady lady louise with the camera work sharing their homeschooling tips and some good resources that she found i thought that was really adorable this week that was really good as well i think there's we were joking only a couple of weeks ago that we we need a new duchess and is sophie gonna 
step up to the plate. Now, anyone who has worked with Sophie in the past um, always says what a dream she is, how dedicated she is. She's done two major trips with the Foreign Office this year. Um, and she's obviously putting her profile out there a little bit more. Maybe we'll see some more um, of that later on in the year when hopefully we're all um, we're all safe and well and coronavirus is a distant memory. Um, but using the profile, using the royal family's um, profile on social media and Instagram and Twitter to highlight the work of her charities. Um, certainly there's an awful lot of children at home uh, children and parents are going to be anxious about the next few months. Kids not going to school, parents and uh, carers having to homeschool those children, look after them, reassure them in this um, in this sort of tumultuous period. And she was raising the profile of the NSBCC, um, uh, autism charity and uh, and Childline as well. So again, great work by her, great camera work by uh, Lady Louise. And I would predict that we will see some more of Sophie doing that sort of work as well. She's obviously a, a, um, associated with many, many charities. And, and the longer this goes on, the more that, uh, that sort of platform can be used. And uh, obviously the other the thing that just missed our uh, our show last week was Harry did share a video message as he shared the news that obviously they were having to cancel the Invictus Games for this year. Well, he looked like he was being held hostage in the corner of a room with these fatigues. <laughs> or it was, a, I mean, a rather unfortunate camera angle. Maybe I, I, I've been uh, Daniel's been teaching me camera angles as well for when we're doing Skype. So maybe uh, we'll get Dan to send him a message. But um, I mean, I thought it was quite devast- well, it's devastating for him because uh, the Invictus Games. Has obviously been cancelled. Devastating for the competitors, the um, the people of the Netherlands who are obviously looking forward to hosting such an event. Um, but you know, needs must at the moment. I think all you know, when you're seeing the Euros cancelled, the Olympics, um, Wimbledon's in the balance, isn't it? So um, it's it's definitely the right decision to do. The competitors can train. You know, most people will be in isolation at the moment, and I, I think we'll be reconvening next year um in terms of you know harry and megan listen they were about to launch themselves into the stratosphere weren't they but i think all plans of that will be definitely put on hold for the foreseeable future they've sort of just um you know they they don't really have a voice at the moment in terms of through through the royal family or through official channels so they're sort of have to just manage by putting their own uh viewpoints on social media which is um uh, listen, it it all it won't get much reach um, uh, apart from the people who follow them at the moment because they're just sort of pe- repeating stuff that is already out there. But uh, I'm sure Harry and Meghan will use their stardom to uh, to great effect when um, when the world's back to normal. Hopefully, presumably, though, in terms of timetable, we should still expect a few changes come the middle of next week when they are no longer using the royal styling presumably a change of their instagram handle and a change to their website well definitely they launched a great fanfare the the whole calligraphy aspect of uh you know, sussex royal the the branding of it the website um the instagram page now Obviously, that has to be all torn up and um, and, and, and they will start afresh. Uh, there's been loads of things that have been sort of punted, what they've been sort of Sussex Regal, uh, Sussex Foundation that won't be a foundation 
Uh, there's so many things up in the air at the moment, and I think that they were absolutely scrabbling to to what to do. No doubt the the advisors in America, because they sort of got rid of all the staff in the UK. There's a sort of skeleton staff that are working uh, from home essentially um, in in the UK, uh, trying to work out the the sort of basis of of the Sussex Foundation that won't be called a foundation, uh, and what and what on earth that means. Um, I don't think they will launch it until we are out of the woods globally with with coronavirus. I just don't think it would would sit right with a lot of people. There's an awful lot of things going on. And listen, governments are trying to coordinate um, things that are going to save lives at the moment. And I just don't think they would be adding um, to, to that conversation. They'd probably be taking away from it um, at, at the moment. But Listen, they're they're not going to go um, away anytime soon, and I, I think people will be welcoming welcoming them back when when they do appear on the world stage again. I did wonder whether their uh, their choice of Mother's Day post on day was kind of a, a sign of things to come. We talked last week, you know, looking forward to Mother's Day. Maybe there will be new pictures to enjoy in the in the amid the sort of the misery of all of the coronavirus news and. William and Kate definitely delivered on that front. We'll talk about that in a sec. But I, I just thought that the decision to share, uh, it was a, a very sort of simple, it was, you know, it was moving and it was nice and, and loving and, you know, all the different ways that you can talk about your mum and, and, and that kind of thing. But there was no picture of Archie and I won, and no picture of Megan. It was, they, they had stepped back from presenting themselves as as the leading element and I did just wonder whether maybe after the kind of uh, criticism or kickback a little bit that they got over including Archie that adorable picture of Archie in Canada in their end of year video while at the same time talking about privacy and needing to separate their lives and things I did just wonder whether it means actually Archie we're not we're just not really going to see him at all uh you want to hear my my two pennies worth on that Always, Russell. <laughs> um, I think it's really, really simple. It's got nothing to do with that. I think it's because if she put a picture up of her mum or herself and Archie on Mother's Day, then she'd probably have to do similar with when it's Father's Day. And that would be made a massive deal out of if she paid tribute to her own mother on Mother's Day rather than all mothers that she would probably uh, be criticised either way from doing it with her father or not with her father on Father's Day. So I think they've just had a very, very clear-cut message by doing that, that they that w- when it comes to Father's Day, you won't, you'll probably see a repetition, a very sort of bland um, photograph, or, or sorry, the, the, the sort of bland message with, what did it say? Mum, mum, mummy, you know, gran or something like that. Um and then it just sort of cuts cuts all that out, doesn't it? There's no controversy. It was a sweet message, and they don't and they don't need to do it. However, you might see w- w- um, Harry make a separate post to his father, to his grandfather. I'm not too sure. We'll have to wait and see. But um, that's my take on the situation. 
Oh, I'm not sure I agree with you on that one. I think they can, think I think they can get away with it. Yeah, I think you're reading too much into it. Maybe I'm reading no, too much well, into I, it as I, well. No, I think there would have been a lot made. So say, let, let's, let's say Megan posted a picture of her and her mum, and then on Father's Day she doesn't. Everyone would go crazy and say, oh, you know, the feud is continuing. She's still not speaking to her father. And I think it just sort of allows them to just scratch that for, you know, that worry for another yeah. year. But isn't it I'm not sure who's that... the pessimist here. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it's you for once. Well, no, I just think actually, yes, it's about it's about the adults celebrating their parents. Yes, clearly that is part of it. But it is also they are now parents themselves, and it, when your child is a baby, actually, it's the dad's job to make sure the mum knows that she is appreciated and, and is organising the breakfast in bed and all that kind of stuff. So, any dads mm. listening, and you're not quite sure, then that I think is I think that is what you're meant to do. I think that's what my dad did with us when we were little to kind of, you know, make sure we got the card and got the gift and and all of that kind of thing. And it, yeah, I think it. It was it was the lack it was the lack of Archie that I noticed rather that rather than a lack of a picture of her own her own mother. But maybe we're just coming at it from different angles, and that is why I love chatting with you, Russell. We don't agree on everything, but exactly. it is exactly. it is always like that. So um, yes, William and Kate's pictures are tremendous. I just thought they were really really fun and cheery and human and the piggyback picture it was it was quite funny in the kind of uh, soft focus somehow and like the light through her hair and all of this is that so probably not like most people's pictures of piggybacking which are probably quite like blurred but you could see how much fun they were having which i just thought was really special and then the different pictures and obviously the picture of kate and her mum and um, her you know i think that we've never seen that photo before her mum was a knockout. Let's just say that right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Was... I'm glad you mentioned it because she's absolutely <laughs> stunning. Um, I mean, yeah, what, and what a great photo. What do they call fringes? Bangs. Bangs. Is that bang? bangs? Bangs. Yeah, really... is, that, is that it? Yeah, that I, saw, is it. I saw a lot of people commenting on, uh, on, Carol's, on Carol's fringe. But yeah, what a cool photo. And then George's card. That's, yes. you know, he's obviously very talented for a six-year-old boy <laughs> making up something like that. Oh, no, I think that's doable with some guidance and some bits yeah. to stick. I think that's, you know... That'd be I would... very good. It's probably better than my I, I could even manage, to be honest. It's absolutely <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if we get if we're locked in for a really long time, Russell, we'll have to do art with Russell. For, yeah, well, my uh, wife for... is doing a thousand-piece jigsaw at the moment, and she's absolutely motoring through it, and it's just making my head spin just looking at it. So uh, I'll have to find a new. Maybe I will take up art. You never know. Well, well, that would that would be something. Uh, what What does the next few days hold for you? Do you have any predictions, or are you just just no, keeping I an eye on what's happening? Keeping a very beady eye on everything. I don't. I do not think we are going to hear from the Queen or Charles anytime soon. Obviously, we won't hear from Charles um, unless it's sort of a, a, a message uh, written message posted. Now, in the UK tonight on Thursday night, they are doing sort of an applause. They're imploring. You know, we've been really behind it. There's a campaign to get everybody outside their front doors at eight o'clock in the evening and doing a round of applause to show us appreciation, to show our appreciation for our uh, national health workers. Now, obviously, we have asked the question whether um, any of the royal family will be taking part in this. 
Uh, unfortunately, I think we would be really, even if they did, I think we'd be really, really lucky to uh, see any photos of it because obviously the, most of them are in isolation, um, apart from William and Kate. Uh, and, and obviously uh, the, the logistics of trying to get a photo, I, I just don't think we'll, we'll see it. Um, Lady Louise can sort it. It's fine. <laughs> get, get her going quick. She can set up a little business going. We'd all buy the she, pictures. She could do it, Sophie. It'll be fine. Well, I think more of a problem is if you if you stand and clap in the middle of Balmoral Estate. I don't think anybody at the end of the drive is going to hear you. Yes, this is it. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I, I don't know what we're going to hear here at the moment. I think overall the, the the royals really are in tune with the government on this and we need to try and see how this peak um comes and hopefully goes and then potentially in a couple of weeks time we may see more um of them certainly it goes without saying when the when the restrictions on movement are relaxed then i i have no doubt that we'll see a lot more of them um in, in person hopefully well, I think I think that's about enough of our our chatter for this week, Russell. It's it's always so much fun. It's I think I find it particularly valuable at the moment when, as much as I love my husband and spending every waking hour and every sleeping hour with him, then uh, it is nice to speak to some other people I know, sometimes. Yeah, and thank <laughs> well, you. The, the, the feeling is mutual. The feeling is mutual. <laughs> And thank you to all of our listeners who sent messages who seem to really appreciate the efforts that Dan had gone to to set up his studio in his spare room, which he's refined a little bit this week and uh, for us to continue recording. Like I said, we have got some really cool shows coming up, hopefully, and do have a listen to the Irish one. That is a corona-free zone, almost entirely, pretty much entirely, 99.999%. I think there's one vague mention of sickness or something but it is a great show it was so much fun to catch up with one of my old colleagues Julie Beatty who I used to work with in Belfast and also to hear from Richard Palmer who was in Ireland with William and Kate so do catch up with that show as well and we have some other exciting things coming soon which I will hopefully be able to tell you a little bit more about next week because I think we might need some of your questions but in the meantime you can keep up with us on Twitter at Podsave and Instagram at Podsave. There's also a Royal Family newsletter that you can sign up for on the Mirror website on any of our Royal stories and look up for the uh, Royal Family Updates Facebook group as well if you just need to get into places and follow the Royal News and chat with people who are interested in the Royals like you are. But the main thing we have to say to everybody is please do stay safe and well wherever you are. We know it's a difficult time, but we hope that this has given you a little bit of an escape and some different company for a little while. And until next time. Pod save the Queen! 